WHPT, Sarasota, Tampa, St. Pete. And now on 97.1 WSUN HD2, Holiday, Tampa, St. Pete. The following hour is sponsored and does not necessarily reflect the opinion of 102.5 The Bone. You smell funny. I'm a real fish nut. I really like fish. Na 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 fishing! Now, inshore, offshore. If it's in the water, we'll tell you how to get it in the boat. It's Flats Mafia Radio on 102.5 The Bone. It's like fishing with dynamite. Good morning. Flats Mafia Radio 102.5 The Bone. We got a great show for you guys today. Got a special guest in the house. Tiger Hoffman's in the house. South Shore Anglers. What's up? What's going on, How buddy? you feeling? Happy Happy birthday. Belated, but happy belated. Appreciate it. Feeling it this morning. And the one and only T Dub, Troy White. What's up, brother? Morning, Bub. Morning, morning. And I want to introduce to the world our new board operator, Ryan Hoppy. How you feeling this morning? What's up, dude? How's it going, Bubba? It's going good. My man's got a birthday coming up, what about 18 hours? So yes. uh happy, I mean, uh, happy future birthday. How do you say that? Good, I like that. Good luck. Yeah, good, good luck. luck. <laughs> <laughs> uh so we got a great show for you guys who uh didn't make it at LunkerCon. We're going to go over all the details about what happened at LunkerCon this uh, Friday, which was an insane event. Uh, we actually went out with the Flats Mafia crew to do some filming on Wednesday, and that was fun. We're going to get into that. Uh, we got Tiger here going to talk about a tournament that he's got coming up here in the next little while. And uh, we, I mean, there's fishing that we've been doing. You fish this week at all? Just Wednesday. Just Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Well, and I don't know if what we did Wednesday, I'd call fishing. I, I don't know either. <laughs> so, uh, that you know, that's – we got a lot of uh, a lot of things that happened in this past week that, that was very, very interesting, starting with the filming on fr- on Wednesday. We got out there bright and early. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was real happy because Dad said, be at the ramp at 6, and, and you and Justin were both ahead. You were there ready to go. We were. We were ready to go. And uh, – I was really, I was pumped up. I was, I, I, I was really hoping we all we all we needed was just a couple of fish to really make the day. Just a, a bent rod. That's a, it. That's really what we needed. It was so, it was so tough. It was so tough because the weather. I mean, bait was okay. Bait was fine. You threw one. You threw one pancake and it was it, over. In, in my historical uh, experience, if bait is easy. Seems like fishing is hard. Yeah, I know. Always, I, always, always, always. I, I don't understand it, man. It's like you can't you can't get the best of both worlds. And when we were one and done, I started to get a little bit of a chill, a little tingle. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, and it was beautiful, beautiful bait. And then we tried to go mess around with the tarpon on the backside. And uh, we saw a couple, but yeah. they, they didn't eat. And then we tried to go play around on the playground. You guys, you actually had the school in front of you for a little while. We did. Uh, we we have we have drone footage to to validate our lies, our fishing lies. <laughs> they were right there. We saw them. They were there. Is it and now? Is this true or not? Did Homo Sassahossi miss a redfish? Um, I think the redfish ate his bait, but not his hook. Is oh. what he would tell you. That's okay. how he would extrapolate out his uh, excuse. Whoa! I can't even go into repeating no that word error at all. Right? No, it was not no, the operator no error. error. It did. It, it ate my bait, but not my hook. <laughs> oh my god! So when then we went to Hula Bay. Uh, we had some lunch, which was always a glorious lunch at Hula Bay, and we did some interviewing. And for some reason, I don't know why we always make the wrong decision when it comes to the weather, but we do. 
Yeah. We went. We we said, yeah, we're gonna be fine. Everyone literally looked at the the radar and said, yeah, it's gonna come. It's gonna it's, be here for a while. We're gonna go anyways. I, I think it's because we all look at Ginger and we go, hey, what do you think? And it, it, we've been to the Keys with him. Hey, what's that black stuff? Oh, that's where we're headed. Yeah. You know, he just. It's like <laughs> he's. He's a magnet for we it. We literally go into the dead of the storm. So luckily, you know, we went up north to buy us, what, 15 minutes? Maybe. Maybe. So we get up north, we fish 15 minutes, and at that point, you know, we still waited too long because then the lightning started cracking. The lightning was insane. Well, y'all did. We were, uh, yeah. Justin was like, ah, I'm out. We're gone. Well, yeah, because he's got the tower on the boat. That's a, That was a different mm. story. So we stayed just a little bit longer until the rain started coming, and we were able to make it to water. And, uh, you know, we got up there, had a couple beverages, but the lightning was cracking all around us. And I really felt like at that point when we were at Hula Bay, we should have just said, all right, color losses, you know, let's just call it a day. But as always, when you have a slow day, you put in the time at the boat ramp. Yeah, oh, yeah, snook. yeah, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> And that's what we did. And that's what happened with my charter yesterday, man. We had a yesterday's bite was so slow. We caught, I want to say we maybe caught like six snook yesterday. One being 27. And the people that were on my boat yesterday never even tasted snook. So they wanted to catch one. I would have kept one for them yesterday if we caught one in the slot. Now, Leslie, she had one. This snook came out of nowhere. Hit her, came and popped her bait. Missed it, came back and ate it again, and this fish came all the way to the top, and I saw the back of it, and it was massive, okay? It was, I don't even know if it would have been in the slot. I think it was more closer to the 35 range, but she was never able really to get her rod up, so she missed it. And, you know, when you're having a slow day like that and you you get an opportunity for one good fish, you really need to, co- you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Catch the opportunity. Opt- you need to catch the opportunity. <laughs> Seize the See, opportunity. Yeah, there you go. So... Uh, you know, it didn't happen, but they were a great group. Uh, they, I mean, it, it helps when you have people on your boat that have a great vibe in there to have a good time. Even with the slow bite, they still had a good time. So big shout out to everyone that was on the boat yesterday. They were great. But one thing that did happen, we put up to the rocks over there on Gandy. <laughs> and let's just say there was a gentleman out there getting his full sunbathing on. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. Hey, was the full moon out? No, the moon wasn't out. The peanuts were. <laughs> Twigs and berries. Yeah. Hey, I'm telling you right now, I didn't even notice it. The one of the she goes, the girl on the boat, she was like, Hey, don't look too hard, but we got a guy over there on the rocks. <laughs> and I turn and look real quick. I'm like, oh no, why'd you make me look at that? But it's great. Well, the good thing is he put his clothes back on pretty quick once we sat there. Uh, well, that was nice of him. Yeah, it, it was really nice. So as we pull it, as we're pulling out, I said, Carry on. <laughs> As you were. As you were. I hope he put sunscreen on those things because, bro, that sun was beaming. You weren't feeling jealous, were you? Is that what it was? Uh, no, I, 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 I couldn't see. <laughs> and I wasn't looking that hard either. So that was uh, that was fun. It was a fun trip. And then Tony Rosas came. Lieutenant Tony Rosas came up on me real hard. Real, real hard. About 72 miles an hour. Rolling. Didn't, didn't even see him. Came up on my left side. And, uh, you know, I didn't have my head on a swivel at that point. But he came up, scared the hell out of me. And uh, that's that's why you got to always be on your toes out there. Did you do a safety check real quick? Uh, no, because I know he. Uh, we went over a safety check. I was calling him because I knew the Coast Guards were going to be out there. And uh, I went over my checklist with him. I should have got a go ticket, though. That would have been a perfect time to have him go through everything. Maybe next time. 
We'll but see. Tony's going to be calling in on the third segment, Lieutenant Tony Rosas. If he got a new uh, cell phone carrier. Uh, actually, I think we, we we gave him the, the super hotline, so oh. he's going to be okay. Right. Yeah, I told him, don't call in on the Metro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't don't call in on the Metro. Uh, so, But Friday night was a banger, man. It was a absolute great turnout. Jeff Maggio brought people from all over. We brought people from all over. The love that was at Hula Bay Friday night and the vibe that was there was awesome. And I was slightly nervous about this belly flop contest that we were promoting, you know, kind of wanted to promote something to, you know, kind of bring more people out, something interesting to do. And as we're getting closer and closer, I only had three contestants. Yeah. So I had to bring, I had to bring, I had to invite a couple little guys into this tournament. (laughs) So which one of the smaller guys actually did one of the best belly flops. The dude with the white shorts? Yes. He did the best belly flop. He had the most air, but unfortunately, he was just there for entertainment because he got to be a big boy to be in to be actually in this belly flop contest. But we needed some head, so we let him do it. And uh, big shout out to Biggie Bruce, who uh, made it to the final playoffs with me. Believe it or not, I don't know if you heard this. We messed up the band stuff. Yeah, that's what James told me. The water came over the pool. It started going into their mixers. They were Mike Goodwine and Burton and Chasson were the judges. And Dylan Hubbard were judges, and the water hit the mics and it shut them down. It shut them down. I saw the guys as well. I was leaving the pool area. They're all outside the front of the pool and they're just drying off everything. But that's what a belly flop contest is that's about. That's what it's all about. And it was great because we were finally able to get everybody, you know, at least half the people over to the pool area, which they had set up, extra bartenders and everything. Um, which was a fun event. It was it was really fun. But on top of everything else, what LunkerCon is about is a huge networking event and talking to other fishermen and just reaching out to everybody, which was really cool. And, um, I mean, like I said, I I know you were uh, helping Larry slang some Flash Mafia shirts, so you're kind of stuck in the corner a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I was a little bit in the corner, but it was it was all for a good reason. I mean, it was there was people lining up to buy shirts as we were carrying them in, and that's just – that's pretty stinking cool. Yeah. Just to see this whole experience explode like it is. Yeah, it is. It, it, I, you know, I was on the way to, to the show today, and I was like, man, this is really, things are starting to really move in the direction that we really wanted to. And now when we get to that point where TV's going to hit, and just being in that, I signed my first autograph at LunkerCon. I didn't even know how to do it. I wasn't going to sign Ryan Betancourt. Like, I signed that all the time. No, you can't but do I, that. I, I've never signed Captain Bubba on anything. It looked like a four-year-old wrote it. <laughs> but it was cool because you know what? Uh, it was the younger kid uh, that was – he was the youngest kid in the belly flop contest. But these guys are my neighbors. They actually were, you know, texting me on Facebook about LunkerCon and all the stuff. And they literally just bought a boat. They live like six houses down the street from me. So it was pretty cool. Jeff got him a bucket, signed a bucket for him. And um, I actually got him a, a Flats Mafia shirt because all the contestants – Got a Flats Mafia run that dog shirt. Well, we didn't have one in his size because we only made shirts for the big boys. Big boys. So I got him one from uh, from Larry, and it was cool. He was getting ready to walk out. He was like, "Hey, this this bucket ain't 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 uh, finished until you sign it." I'm like, oh, "Okay, all right. Well, let me figure out how to do this." <laughs> so uh, I, I, it was pretty cool because it really. The the love that was in there with everybody, just Flats Mafia. I mean, big thanks to Barracuda for coming out. Ardent Reels was was there. Uh, Jeff did a great job promoting the whole thing. 
And uh, like I said, LunkerCon, this is our second time doing it with Jeff. You know, it was two years ago we did the last one. I know Jeff was ecstatic about what how everything went down and uh, our relationship is growing as, as now friends. I really want to get down there and go fish with him. But it was an awesome turnout. And um, we got somebody on there? Yeah. Let's see. Just send them through. You live on the bone. What's up? Morning, Bubba. How are you, Bubba? How you doing, man? Hey, uh, I don't know if you heard about this, man, but like 8 o'clock on Friday, down by Pitnick Island, there was a report of a tsunami. <laughs> you, know, you know anything about that? Uh, I, I might have. I'm, I might know some people that are <laughs> involved in that. <laughs> hey, hey, next time y'all got to get the band from the Titanic. You know, that, that stuff stays dry. No, here's the problem. The band needs to be on the second story. <laughs> I saw you out in the parking lot talking to a man. You could tell they were doing the math in their head. Let's see, 1,000, 2,000. <laughs> uh, dude, that was and awesome. It was a good time, man. My voice is still shot from it. But, yeah, my, uh, mine is too, man. It, uh, I appreciate you coming out too, man. It was an awesome event. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you guys showed up, man. It was a good time. Always a good time, brother. We'll see you soon. All right, brother. You be safe out there. All right, now. <laughs> Tsunami. Tsunami bubble. That was accurate. <laughs> it was accurate. Hey, I, I brought the pain. I'll tell you this, because I was trapped in the corner. Larry goes, hey, man, go check that out. When I walked over, it literally it looked like that scene from Caddyshack when it was uh, <laughs> when it was Caddy Appreciation Day, because there were people hitting that pool from every different direction once y'all were done. Yeah, once, once it finally... Like, even Jeff Gross towards the end. Like, I, I was trying to get Jeff Gross to be in it. And then, like, when it was his turn, he just came in and did a cannonball. And I'm like, Jeff, you should have just got in. But I'm not going to lie to you. That last that last jump I did when we, it was a playoff and there was some serious pressure, my eyes touched the back of my brain because I hit face first. It was bad, man. But it was fun. It was a great event to do it. And uh, I'm glad the turnout, the turnout that we had. I know Hula Bay was super excited about everything, and uh, I know the bartenders were excited. Everyone, everyone had a great time. So, LunkerCon 2018 is in the books. So uh, we got Tiger Hoffman in here, South Shore Anglers. We're gonna get ready uh, when we come back to break. We're gonna go into the tournament he's got going on, and we'll get involved with a couple other tournaments. But you guys make sure you stay tuned. This is Flats Mafia Radio 1025 The Bone. Flats Mafia Radio on 102.5 The Bone. It's a, it's only appropriate there you that go. we got Eye of the Tiger on there. Flats Mafia Radio 102.5 The Bone. We are back. Big shout out to Big Storm Brewing Company, GT Marine, Minnows and Monsters, Danko and Hula Bay. Real quick, why I got it on my mind. The Boat Show this weekend at the Convention Center, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Make sure you go check out GT Marine. They got a big booth over there. You're not going to want to miss out that boat show. So if you're in the market for a boat, go down to the Tampa Convention Center this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Don't miss that out downtown. Now, I got Tiger Hoffman in here. The it, Could I say you're the president? Yeah, uh, president you are and the founder. President and founder of the South Shore Anglers. Welcome to Thank the show. You, buddy. Appreciate uh, it. Always, always a pleasure to have you around. Uh, I want you to go into this tournament you got going on because you got to, I mean, this is, you, when we were talking earlier, you got had like 300 people already. Yeah. So this is a this is going to be a huge tournament, 100% payout. Correct. All right, tell me all about it. So every year we do this longest redfish tournament, um, and every year it's our biggest one. So this year Dad and I were sitting there thinking, and with all the media and the news going around, 
especially about the water quality, we said, all right, we're going to go and help Captains for Clean Water because they're doing a phenomenal job. It's not just a local thing. They're really trying to get it out there. Yes, absolutely. Out there because of the water quality being so poor. Now, granted, we have no control over red tide because they found out red tide produces offshore, then comes inshore. But there's all that stuff around Lake O that they're really trying to push to sit there and try to find a solution for. Everybody wants to point a finger, but now it's just like, don't point a finger. Let's figure out how we can fix it. Yeah. And they're really sitting there trying to do that. So we decided to do it. It's, um, it's only a $25 entry fee. Think about it. That's and beautiful. First place prize is a roundabout, fully loaded roundabout watercraft. Those are badass. <laughs> they are. And they're really good for duck hunting. Just letting you know that. Really good for duck hunting. Um, but it comes with a Loadmaster trailer. Total value is probably about $4,500. $25 entry fee. Second place prize is going to be a fully loaded angler package. You're going to have two bull bay rods, two Peng Clash 2 reels, um, a bunch of donations from Z-Man. Uh, we've got a Barracuda cast net in there. We have some gills, apparel is going to be here, hats, um, a lot of great prizes. Third place prize, <clears throat> similar package, but a little bit smaller. The angler's package for second place prize is roughly around $1,200 in value. Okay. And then third place is about $600. We also have a kids division. All Very the kids cool. 15 and under, they fish for free. That's cool. Now, if the kids want to fish for that roundabout, the big, the big prizes, they have to pay the $25. But <clears throat> that's the thing about it is because you can take your kids out there. They have their own division. Then you can sit there and fish, and whoever catches it, catches it. But, you know, it's especially near and dear to my dad's heart because this, as of this coming Thursday, we are 10 years old. Wow. 10 years old. We've been doing this for a long time. We thoroughly enjoy it. Um, and we're making it easy. So it's going to be a picture tournament. So that way, let's just say if there are other tournaments in the area, we encourage people, yes, go fish that tournament as well because, again, it's only $25. It's a picture tournament over. Thank you, Catch and Release, by the way. Help you all. If you all want to see a good Catch and Release, go check them out on Facebook. Um, but it's a picture release. So you take the picture. Our token has to be in it. And then you email us the picture. You don't have to be present for the weigh-in, <clears throat> but don't call me and say, hey, am I close? Because I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. If you really want to know, come to the weigh-in. But we always have a great time. Uh, the captain's meeting and weigh-in is going to be down there at Salty Shamrocks there in Apollo Beach. Very cool. We have a really good time there. The beverages will be flowing freely. Um, but it ends up being really cool because of it gives people the opportunity to do other tournaments. That's, that's our biggest thing is we don't always sit there and go, oh, you can only fish our tournament. We want it to be open, you know, because at the end of the day, it's all about raising money for the charities. That's Yeah, and, it, and it's cool because if you catch a nice redfish and you're in two tournaments, you can use the same fish for both tournaments. Exactly. Just make sure you have the token in there. And uh, you guys have, I, I mean, I'm T-Dub, I don't know if you're available to fish it, but I'm trying to get in it as well. But you do have a, a, a cool captain's meeting. Yep. And it's always a good time after. It's a, it's a party. It is. It's a huge party. I mean, let's be honest. We're a bunch of country guys from Ruskin. Yes, my dad, we're a bunch of rednecks from Ruskin. But you know the difference <laughs> between a redneck and a country boy? Tell me. Trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. So, but no, we have a great time. You know, we encourage everyone to come out, and especially on the captain side. You know, if you guys have captains that have a charter, you just sit there and maybe – give the suggestion saying, hey, this $25 is helping this charity. They can enter it, and they're still, I don't care if you fish with a captain, I don't care if you fish with your buddies, it doesn't matter. Everyone's it's still, invited. It's, it's everybody's invited. It's wide open. There's no separate division for professionals. There's no separate division for your average angler. The only separate division is for kids because we really want to encourage kids to come out. And kids' prizes, they're really good too. I'm going to leave it at that, but they're really, really good. That's awesome. And that's what it's all about too is getting the kids out there and getting them involved, get them off their cell phones, Get them yeah. off their tablets. Yep. You know, 
you know, back because when I was, we didn't have all that. So we mm-hmm. were, we, we would go outside and we would play and, and I, I wish I had lakes or something by me during that time. But to really get kids involved in fishing early is huge. Oh, yeah. And I and one person that is doing it very well, and he's actually – Frank Leto and his son, Hunter. Dude. That, Hunter, Let me tell you, Hunter yes. has caught more fish than oh. a lot of people that I know personally that have been fishing for a while. Hunter was going to be a fisherman. He just didn't know it. He didn't know oh, it. Yeah. Oh, Hunter, Hunter is an outdoorsman already. Already. And, uh, that, I mean, that's so cool. I, I saw another video that Frank put up yesterday of him reeling in a snook. And it's just so awesome because he's a, he's in for life. Yeah. He's in for life. So. And, I, and I bet a quarter that Frank's already got him a duck call. They're oh, already oh, working absolutely. on that. Yeah. Absolutely. Already. That is so cool. I can, I, I can only hope to have, you know, that same thing with one of my, with a future kid of mine if I have one. So. God bless us if yeah. you do. I mean, but you know, that's how my, so my daughter started fishing when she was three. And I remember going to her mom and saying, hey, I'm going to take her fishing. She goes, oh, I'll go get her one of those little Barbie rod and reels. I said, no, 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 no. I went and got an ice fishing rod and reel combo. Yeah. Regular old spinnerbait. You're going to flip it. I said, she's going to learn how to go from the get-go. No, that push a button, drop it. And yeah. And all I would do is put a little small hook on there with like a little piece of uh, shrimp. And she would catch pinfish all day. But the thing was, is to keep her active all day. It didn't yes. matter what size. And you get them active, and they would keep on wanting to come back. Now she's out there sitting there throwing Z-Man plastics, catching trout, trout's favorite fish. She's already caught a redfish like crazy. She's she's hooked, and I did the same thing with her on hunting. At eight years old, I had her in the gun range shooting my AR-15. Wow. And now she's sitting in a deer stand with her 270 trying to knock one down. So wow. it's getting them in there early. And the best part is, is the conservation of it all. Yes. That that's the part that instead of just going, hey, we're going to start later, is you start them young, you get them involved in those charities that are important to you as well, showing them that hey, look, this charity does this for this organization. You know, we do a lot with like one voice, which they help the pediatric cancer. Yes. <laughs> it's just you get them involved in that stuff, it really opens their eyes and realize it's not just about fishing, it's more about the conservation and the community around fishing. Yeah. That's what's helped mine, but that and mine knows that she's taking over South Sharangas whenever I go. There it is. <laughs> That's awesome. How's fishing been down your way? It, it's really turned on. Yeah. Really turned on. And I don't, you know, at the beginning of the season, like I know in February, it was always tough, especially during the pro redfish tournaments. Dude. Finding a redfish was tough. Everybody was having to run south. Yeah. <clears throat> but now they were sketchies like crazy. Now they're, they're in nicely. They're not in huge thick like they used to be, but they're still. And it's the snook bite is off the chain. And that's one thing I love about my birthday is September snook 1st, season. snook season opens up it's every on. time. Every time. So it's been good. I mean, at, there for a couple of weeks ago, bait was kind of sketchy, but now it's in thick. And yeah, it's it nice, is. nice, pretty bait. You just have to get out there and try it. I feel, I mean, I'm, since you've been out there, do you feel like because of that red tide that maybe we're getting a push or some fish from there? I think there? so. I honestly think, especially, you know, they, since they found that red tide, especially in that Sarasota Bay area all the way up until Amria, I believe it has pushed them. I mean, if anything, it's pushed them a little bit north, maybe over to Fort DeSoto, but a big push has come into Tampa Bay because the bait's gotten thicker on the flats. You're starting to see more and more on the flats there really chasing that bait. And You ever notice that in South Shore, you never see a tail and redfish? I've never had. Never seen a tail because nine times out of ten, they're chasing the white bait yeah. every time. And when you have white bait that heavy on the flats, that's when they really come in. I mean, like, even in the back country there in the South Shore, <clears throat> they're thick. You sit there in the middle of the day, you're pitching underneath the mangroves, automatic. Yeah. The trick yeah. of it is you're hooking, them, you're hooking them underneath that belly, underneath their armpit, so, so they're sitting there swimming to the bottom. As soon as they get down there, whack. Yeah. It's on. You got it. That that's the biggest thing I've noticed too in the last couple of weeks is that especially on the higher tide, 
if you do not get that bait underneath there, there's no point of even. Nope. You, you go ahead and reel back in and recast it. It has to be living underneath that mangrove. Mm-hmm. And, and and like you said, as soon as you get in underneath there, it's it's on. Very and, much you know, so. that's one thing. I think that's one of the mistakes I might have made yesterday when we fished a couple of. But that outgoing tide yesterday was just. I talked to a couple of people. I mean, it was just a slower bite for people yesterday. And it's tough. You know, sometimes, you know, I was on the redfish two weeks ago. I had a, I had a good bite going. You know, I, I was. And, and now I say a good bite, but a good bait, a good bite now is like eight or nine redfish in a day. Yep. So we're like, wow. You know, you when we're used to like we can go crush them and catch 20, 30 of them. So now it kind of went down again, but we're just waiting on I'm waiting on a better tide because I did not have a really good tide yesterday either. And, you know, I think it's actually cycles. If you actually look at it, maybe we had the same instance probably about eight years ago. Shortly, I remember when we had the red tide come in here and just almost destroyed. Yeah. Two years later, that's when the redfish, we had a really good redfish season. The trout started coming back a little bit now. Uh, but now you go out there and you try to catch a trout, you're catching monsters. every Almost every time the trout are back so thick, it's absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's but good to see that. I think it's always a cycle. There's always a cycle to it. Um, like a good friend of mine, Danny Allen, he's up there towards home assassin and everything. Dude, he said they're loaded with redfish. Oh, yeah. We, so we got on them. Yeah, and but you guys, for a couple years ago, they couldn't find a redfish up there. So that's why I think it's really just a cycle. It could have a lot to do with maybe the red tide sitting there giving them a little diversion further north since the red tide's hanging out south. But who knows, dude? I'm not a biologist. I'm a banker, yeah. for God's sake. <laughs> I know. People don't even know that he's a banker. I know. That's <laughs> what I love about it. <laughs> well, that's cool. And, and I was talking to my uncle yesterday. But red tide, actually, the bloom starts in November, right? Yeah. So we're, we're still dealing with red tide from last year, mm-hmm. which is scary. And and the biggest thing for me is scared about it is that when it comes into the bay there's no way no nowhere for it to go no so then it could just sit there is my yep. buddy bob on there yeah yeah go ahead put him through real quick big bob what's up man we miss you friday hey man how's it going Bubba? i know I, well this is actually steve bob oh big steve what's week, up so. hey i always just agree with the one when we're twins man yeah bob steve whatever whichever so <laughs> big deal, so. how you feeling yes sir Good, doing, yeah, yeah, feeling good, feeling good. Got, <laughs> I, I recouped. Oh, good, are you? Yeah, it was that, that was a good time Friday night. Oh yeah, that was a, that was a blast. Jeff and you guys put on a on one heck of a of an event down there at Hula Bay. There's no doubt about. it. I can't wait till the next one. Yes, sir. It was fun. It was fun. Listen, so I, I know you got a big tournament coming out of Homo Sassa. Tell me about it real quick. Uh, we have we do have a big tournament coming out of Homo Sassa uh, for Eagle Buick GMC's putting it on in, in partnership with CCA. Coastal Conservation Association with Lisa Fitzgerald. She's the one that donated a lot of those buckets down there at yep. uh, uh, the event, and uh, Jeff certified. So I thought that was pretty cool. They hadn't met each other yet, and they were able to down there. And um, you know, we're going to work with them, put that event on down here. We're going to do a live, uh, a live uh, release uh, of redfish and trout, pictured trout, the same kind of thing that's going on with with. Um, the guy that was just on there, that I was listening to uh, on his tournament. You know, we're going to do that. We can we, we can bring in dead fish. It's just a little bit of point deduction for that, but it's going to benefit the kids of Citrus County um, on a scholarship fund, as well as CCA is going to split that um, with it and do do their thing with the Citrus County division um, and for scholarships for the kids kids the kids of Citrus County. And they're going to actually um, have those kids um, at. The uh, Star Tournament Banquet that's going to be going on later that month. I believe it's October 26th. So the kids will be there, be able to get their money there on stage, be able to 
you know, present the checks and all that to uh, to those kids at that's that awesome. tournament at Rock Crusher. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's fifty dollars. Huge event. Too. Fifty dollars per person. It is fifty dollars per angler. So if you got one boat, one angler, he's just only it's only going to be fifty dollars uh, for for each person. If you got five guys, you know, you're going to be on there. But the Robert Wade fishing tournament uh, with Eagle Buick and um, uh, CCA. So yeah, captain be, and the captain's meeting. Time. Captain's meetings Friday, October fifth at uh, McCray's, and the weigh-in is also at uh, McCray's as well, right? Yes, we're going to do the weigh. You can leave out a um, you can leave out pretty much anywhere you want, um, as long as you start at seven o'clock. You know, it's a trust thing there. And but the weigh-in is at five o'clock back at McCray's captain's meeting Friday night. I believe it's five to or six to eight. Yeah. And then uh, Saturday after the tournament, uh, we're going to do a fish fry as well as we're going to have the Bearded Brothers Band playing. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Bearded Brothers Band. I've heard of them, yes. Yes, uh, you guys are probably twin brothers, you and Thomas. You fit right (laughs) in with those guys. Big boys, big beards, and big music. There's no doubt about it. It's it's going to be a great time. They're going to play all the way until they tell them to turn it off, I think. Awesome. um, And and I'm looking at the the flyer right now. Biggest grouper is 1,500, biggest redfish is 750, and biggest trout is 750. Yes, and those are starting numbers right now. Our intentions is to get those numbers up as we get to anglers. We have a lot of sponsors right now that are throwing money at the tournament that we can use for the uh, for the prize money. But once we get more anglers, that 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 prize money is probably going to go up. It's it's just guaranteed. I'm, I should have probably put it on there as a guaranteed payout of those amounts. But with all the anglers we hope to get, we should be able to bump that up and, and really throw some money around. So well, that's awesome. We're not. We're not we're not going to chance that at all, no doubt. Right on, right on. All right, well, look, if you guys you have any other information, you can uh, get a hold of Big Steve at 352-293-6983 or 352-795-6800. And uh, they're coming out of Eagle Buick GMC trucks over there in Homosassa, man. I appreciate you calling in, brother, and uh, I had one hell of a time with you guys on Friday. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Same here, man. And I hope we hang out, hang out real soon. You guys come up here. We'll go fishing. Now, one hundred percent. Who knows? All right, cool. Absolutely. Did you get that? Sh- hey, did that shirt make it to your brother? Yes, sir. It okay. Did. He's all happy. All right, cool. All right. Well, look, I'll be in contact with you, man, and uh, appreciate you calling in. We'll uh, we'll get up there soon and get fishing. No problem, man. Thank you, brother. Have yes, a sir. Day. You too, brother. So right. you know what's crazy though is so our captain's being the twenty first, tournament's the twenty second. But you can go ahead and pre-register at our website on www.southshoreanglers.com. Go ahead and pre-register. That way, all you got to do is show up. We check you off. We give you your token. If you need a measuring device, we'll give you a measuring device. You rock out with your socks out. There it is. There it is. That I mean, that's I'm, – I'm excited, man. It's a, it's a big tournament coming up. There's a, there's a whole bunch of tournaments oh, coming yeah. up. So. Tis the season. Tis the season. You're right. We're going to take a real quick break. We got Tiger Hoffman in the studio. This is Flats Mafia Radio, 1025 The Bone. Flats Mafia Radio on 102.5 The Bone. Watch, I know every Beverly Hills movie. You know, you know Achmel? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, he had all the baddest guns. Yes, come on, you back live, Flats Mafia Radio, 102.5 The Bone. Uh, Want to get into real quick the 10th annual inshore fishing tournament and pamper party. Uh, Hooked on Hope, Lori Deaton. If you guys are interested in getting involved in that tournament, it's Friday and Saturday, October 12th and 13th, out of the Magnuson Hotel. 
please feel free to give Lori a call at 813-967-5032. That's Hooked on Hope. And uh, I want, I'm going to, let's, let's recap yours real quick. I got Lieutenant uh, Tony Rosas on the line. But give me the hardcore information that people need for your tournament. Captain's Means, 21st September, Salty Shamrock. Tournament, 22nd, starts 30 minutes before legal sunrise. Weigh-in is at 3 o'clock. Last picture will be 3 o'clock. We're going to announce all the winners around 4.30. They can uh, pre-register at southshoreanglers.com. If they have any questions, they can either DM me on Facebook or give me a call at 813-629-2479. Awesome. That's Tiger Hoffman with the South Shore Anglers, the president and founder. We got Lieutenant Tony Rosas on the line. Tony, you there? Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. It's good to hear your voice. Finally, you came through. Glad you bought. Glad you bought some yeah, minutes, I Tony. Finally, got through this time. <laughs> What's going on, Tony? Nothing much. FWC tip of the week. So this week we're uh, talking a little bit about this executive uh, executive order temporarily banning the harvest of redfish and snook. Getting a lot of calls about this. Um, people would want a lot of specifics. Uh, so we're going to talk about that real quick. So basically, on August thirtieth. Uh, FWC Executive Director Eric Sutton issued an executive order temporarily banning the harvest of redfish and snook in the most impacted red tide areas. The executive order remains in effect until the next commission meeting starting September 26, where I'm sure they'll discuss reopening or adjusting season, what have you. Um, so as of right now, this ban affects Manatee County, south of Anna Maria Island, including the Manatee River, and it extends south through Sarasota, Charlotte, Lee, and into Collier counties. So for right now, that's where the ban is. Um, so it's not all of Manatee County. So they know some of the northern portions of Manatee County are still open. But um, those are the affected areas. So if you want any information on the red tide status, please go to myfwc.com slash red tide status. Or you can call on the phone. They've got a, a hotline number that gives you updates. It's 866-300-9399. That's all I got, Bub, on that that red tide, redfish and snook band. Awesome, Tony. Well, uh, appreciate you uh, calling and give us an update. I know we're going to actually tap into talking a little bit more about that uh, in our area too, and how we feel about closing. I mean, I'm okay with closing down the snook and redfish at this time as well, just to kind of bring that in. So, uh, we appreciate you calling in, Tony, and you and you gave me a nice little scare yesterday, by the way. Yeah, I was just making sure that uh, you're keeping a proper lookout. Just uh, you never know when boats are coming up on you at uh, different speeds. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Tony. That's a uh, cap. I mean, excuse me, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Tony Roses with FWC. We appreciate you calling in. Looking forward to next week. All right, till next week. Take it easy, boys. Brother, take care. My thoughts on actually the whole redfish snook thing. I think. Because of the loss that we've taken all the way up there, I feel like we should, even in these areas too, we should take a break as well. Let's replenish the waters. So what? You take another year off of snook and redfish? I mean, we've been talking about they they should have some kind of season on redfish. And um, I know a lot of the captains in the Tampa Bay area are not keeping fish. It makes it tough in situations when you get people to hire you and are paying you big money, mm-hmm. you know. I, now, I'm not saying you catch four keeper snook today on a trip. You keep all four. You got to tell your clients, look, we got to conserve a little bit, and let's keep one or two of them. 
Well, the biggest example is this. Look how long they sat there and they put the ban on Snook. Over six years. Now look at the population of Snook. It's amazing. It, you, if you go out and you're fishing with live bait or artificial and you're in the mangroves, tell me you're not catching a redfish or a Snook before anything else. Absolutely. They're just they're beating it up like crazy, which is awesome because it's more beneficial to us. Now, some people are going to argue about the whole redfish thing about, again, it could be one of those fluctuation things. But, you know, coming from my aspect of it, because I do the professional redfish tournaments, you eliminate that redfish season. Now, it, it's really going to be, are they going to do it for the whole West Coast? Or are they going to do it regionally? Are they going to sit there and just say, okay, no, only the entire West Coast is going to be a ban on it, but the East Coast is going to keep it? Or is it going to go up to certain parts of the panhandle? So that's where it gets so confusing what? and gets in. A lot of people can get that, that I don't want to say a stigma, but they go, okay, so why can I catch a redfish over in this area, but I can't catch one here? Well, it's Especially, because the populated areas. Right. I mean, it comes down to FWC and like it comes down to the people who are out on the water all the time, the captains and the avid fishermen, yep. giving FWC the information they need. You know, that's just like, you know, when, when Dylan Hubbard and them and all the boys from offshore were, were dealing with that red snapper mm -hmm. issue, you got to give them the information they yep. need. It, Bub, how many times you been back to the Gandy boat ramp and the guys there are getting information? I gave that, it to yes. him yesterday. That's what yep. he's doing. And a lot of people, I oh, mean, I don't want to be bothered with this guy, and they just try mm -hmm. to get in and out, and that's that's what he's there for. Yeah. Yep. He's I mean, gathering data to, to affect the seasons and the bag limits and, he and also, all that. And he also told me, too, is if you do catch a snook and you do keep the snook, Take the carcass to Gandy, yep. bait and tackle. Bill is one of those people you can give that to. So then they, they can go do more research on the snook and, you know, do whatever they do as as a biologist and uh, look into that. But it it's for everybody. The person who fishes three times a week, one time a week, or the captains that are fishing five times a week, it is our duty to give them the information needed to be able to, to now, that's how you're going to determine whether, because the East Coast got big redfish all the time. Always. I just heard Texas just release millions of redfish, you know, and I don't know how that happens with them and how we can't have that happen here. You know, I, I, I don't know they anything. Used to. They used to. Dude, five, let's see, I would say seven, eight years ago, that little school of redfish that we're, we're chasing around that's like 100 fish, that, that school used to be 600, five, 600 fish. Mm -hmm. I remember spooking it one time. It was the size of almost a football field, and it's not like that anymore. No. And most of those redfish that are raised down there towards that Port Manatee area that's controlled by FWC, I want to say from what I heard, those redfish now are being released down in Biscayne Bay because there was such a depletion of the redfish down there. Now, where they're at going now, like I said, that was probably like two or three years ago. They stopped sitting there and putting them in Tampa Bay, and they had to transition them down there because the redfish population was so low. So maybe it's another thing they sit there and take a look at. Go, okay, now we're raising these redfish. Now we can start releasing them maybe back into Tampa Bay. Yeah, and absolutely. What is it? you got to think if, if they're dropping maybe – couple hundred thousand in there maybe half are actually living and not being eaten out by anything else yeah but still every little number helps but it is it's back to us average anglers really taking in the whole environmental aspect of it being extremely cautious you know if you've got six people on your boat do you really need to keep six redfish no that's the thing and and i get it from a, from your captain's standpoint you know people paying you a ton of money they're asking to keep all these fish but at the end of the day, you know, you catch a couple of redfish, then maybe you go out to towards the shipping channels, you catch a couple of mackerel, cut the bloodline out. It's still a great tasting fish. Yeah. Or now you sit there and you put them on some good sized snook. One, it's a great fight. And two, they get to eat a fish that's hardly ever eaten yeah. out in the open because redfish I mean, go get any time over there. Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's really a 
it's to us, the average anglers and the professional anglers, to really take a responsibility saying, all right, we know that our population is being depleted. We need to take a stand, limit the number, how many we're going to keep. We have X amount of people on a boat. And then for us average anglers, like, all right, so we've got a couple people. Let's just keep one redfish, and then we'll go after another species. You yeah. can catch all the redfish you want. Go but after some trout. Them. Yeah. Well, and it's like Justin. I've noticed on Justin's post the last couple of days, uh, my clients wanted some meat today. So they went out and they fished for mangrove snapper. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they caught some other things. But I, I've noticed, and I'm, I'm starting to see a little bit more, captains who, who that's their livelihood are outlining their expectations yeah. or finding out the expectations of their clients before they start. You have to. Yep. So are, do y'all want to take fish home or do you want to go bend a rod and make memories and, 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 and then you lay out your day from there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, what needs to happen is, is that – when you're going through your first initial conversation with your clients and you're talking about what they want to do and you find all that out, at that point in time is when you need to say, you as a captain need to say, okay, look, we're going to go after redfish, we're going to go after snook. We're not going to keep, my rules on my boat is, we're not going to, everyone's not going to keep their limit. I want to let you guys know that's part of me being a conservationist and trying to protect our waters and our livelihood. Where If we catch redfish, you got four people, we'll keep two. If you catch a snook, if we got four people, we'll keep two. We're not going to go and extend and maxim the limit of what we're doing because you have to play a part to be able to. I mean, this is yeah. one dude, person can't fix it. It takes no, everybody. Everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And guys, when you see those people at, at the boat ramp, give him the full information. I literally get a phone call from FWC once a week. Whether I fish or not, they call me. I give them all the information I could possibly give them because that's what's going to help this whole thing get off the water. Exactly, and so, like I'm especially now, you guys want to talk about meat? Go, go mangrove snapper fishing. That's it, dude. You go anywhere in Tampa Bay that's in a little bit deeper water, especially with that. Oh, dude, yeah. they are thick and they're delicious. Oh, my we got to wrap things up. Make sure you guys check out the boat show next weekend. Go check out GT Marine. It's going to be at the convention center downtown Tampa. Uh, big thanks to Big Storm Brewing Company, GT Marine Minnows and Monsters, Danko. Big thank you to Hula Bay for hosting that big Lunker Con event. Tiger, thank you for coming in. South Appreciate Shore Anglers, you. if you guys are not following them yet on Facebook, go check them out. T-Dub, it's always a pleasure to have you in the studio. And uh, our, our new board op, Ryan Hoppy. Appreciate it. I'm glad you're on board with us now. Thank you, dude. Yes, sir. Uh, looking forward to plenty more shows. You guys enjoy your Sunday. Football season's kicking off next week. Come Hell on. Hell yeah, dude. Fly, Come Eagles, on. fly. That's it. Fly, Eagles, fly. We're Absolutely. Bucks fans in here. Hell yeah. All right, fly, well, Eagles, fly. You're baby. crazy. <laughs> hey, well, you guys have a good uh, weekend. Rest of your weekend, we are out of here. Two fingers. Flats Mafia Radio on 1025 The Bone.